Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. We are absolutely at the best time of year to be gardening. Welcome here, guys, to episode 12 and this is organic gardening for fall, my favorite time of the year to garden. Uh, it hopefully is the favorite time for everybody. Uh, where I am today, not quite that fall, very heavy winds and fires and scary stuff going on out there. Not the best day to be out in the garden, but had a beautiful class this weekend in West Los Angeles to a bunch of great gardeners who are really excited, who are in all different st stages of being organic gardeners. And they wanted to know exactly what do we do in our garden for the fall because we are so excited about or, you know, organic gardening overall. So we went through these protocols and I thought, you know what, let's, let's just do this one for this podcast because it's great, it's fun, it's important. The more that we get the fall garden ready for, for the winter that's coming and that we go ahead and take care of things now, the better off we're going to be over winter and that we're going to be in the spring as everything starts to bloom again and the sun gets closer to the earth again. And we're all set. We're ready to go. Um, we've got winter uh, coming 1221. But until then, we are just right in the middle of the perfect time to get out into the garden, soak up all the beautiful nature that's out there, get in tune with the microbes, yes, you knew that was coming, and be at peace with yourself. Hey there, new stewards of the earth. Fall is for composting, and that means it's time for Booze Blend Biodynamic Compost. It's farm-made, organic, true organic, biodynamic, and non-GMO. And it's screened to an eighth of an inch, which is the perfect size for a finished compost to compost your fall garden. So it's loaded with tons of beneficial microbes, um, which are naturally occurring, and that means it offers a food source for the microbes in your soil. And it's also a great source of clean organic matter. You can get the one cubic foot size of Booze Blend Biodynamic Compost at your local nursery. Or you can get the 6-quart or 12-quart bags of Booze Blend Biodynamic Compost online at malibucompost.com forward slash shop. Fall garden 
has such tradition and history for all of us, whether you're, you know, coming from an English garden in England, you know, where you got over here and you maybe you have uh, like, like us in America. I have some colonial relatives. Maybe you had, you know, family members that were colonials. The fall garden to them was a very, very different thing uh, than it is to us. You know, we look at it as, you know, part of our beautification. And if we're growing food, you know, that last bit of like great fall crops that we get. And then we look at, you know, getting everything back into the soil so that everything can kind of go fallow over the winter and into the winter rather. But those guys, for them, it was a matter of life and death. So they, the fall garden to our colonial, you know, ancestors was a, was a big deal. They were trying to extend the growing season all the time. And what they would do, because sometimes that meant eating or having food in the cellar or not having food in the cellar over the winter. So they kept trying to push that garden to produce as long as possible. So they were doing things like aerating all the time and they were manuring they were adding manure all the time as they got into the fall garden into that garden and what it would do the heat that was generated from that manure would warm up the soil and it would extend the growing season and it was an amazing amazing thing because sometimes and we'd get you know indian summers where you'd get a you know a long you know that kind of blast of heat that comes at the very you know end of fall sometimes and then all of a sudden everything starts to ice off when we get those low temperatures so it could be a very very different you know experience and those guys what they would do is they were really preparing and they would continue to manure even in the winter when the ground was frozen they would do that in january and february just to get everything ready the other thing that they would do um, is they would take um, ashes out of the fireplace and they would sprinkle those around the garden and what that was doing it was actually absorbing heat from the sun and so they were doing everything they could do to extend that growing season. We have it way, way, way easier than that, you know. So, so what we're going to do, and the last little tidbit I do want to tell you that was kind of great about, about the, our colonial uh, ancestors uh, here in America. In the wintertime, you know, they would, they would, they would sow seed, um, they would can, they would do all kinds of things. But one of the great things they would do in the fall, they would dig up sod and what they do is they would overwinter that in the cellar. And then uh, as the, the winter progressed and they were getting closer to the spring, they would invert that over, flip it over, and they would plant their seeds in their cellars in the sod. And then what they would do as, as the temperatures got warm enough to plant, to transplant that sod with the seed in it out in the garden, they would literally just take those clumps of sod and put that out into the garden in the spring and have everything germinating out of those old clumps of sod that they had taken out in the fall garden. You guys don't have to do that. I don't have uh, a root cellar in my house. Um, but what I do that's very similar to the colonials is I look at everything in terms of 
that manuring process, that top dressing process. I, I, I recommend that all of you guys look at everything in terms of the weather, in terms of the coolness. You know, things that I always ask you guys to look at. What's the water situation? For you in the fall, is it a rainy time where you are? Are you in a place where, you know, um, you can put that, uh, put your compost down and it's going to rain, it's going to flush through, it's going to keep doing that. And it might give you an opportunity to, to take advantage of that several different times or that can help when, when you're putting out your compost teas. Also looking at, at, at your soil temperatures. Where I am right now, the soil temperatures have been in the 80 degrees, which is beautiful. You know, between the 70s and 80s, perfect for the microbes. You might be in other places right now where your overnight temperatures are dropping down into the 30s or 40s. At that point, the microbial life is starting to stifle. So you want to look at when do I get to take advantage? And again, you can go on Greencast online. I've given that to you guys several times now, www.greencast online. And you can literally find out what your soil temperature is. And it's going to be for the next five days as an average. The other thing, too, is just make sure air movement as you're, as you're pruning stuff down. Next segment, we're going to talk all about the organic protocols that we'd like you to do in your garden now. And some of the stuff that you, depending on how energetic you are, want to do out in the fall garden. Hi, it's Norma, a biological farmer and the producer of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Make sure to adjust your timer for fall weather, which most likely means reducing it by a day. Also, if you're going to sow some seeds in the soil, organic straw as a mulch keeps them safe and more likely to grow, since there are many spaces in between the straw for the sunlight to access them. Always mineralize, compost, and compost tea. That will give you an amazing spring. Protocols for the fall garden are really, really simple. These are, you know, I'm going to lay them out like kind of one, two, three, you know, one, two, three, bada bing, boom. Here you go. You know, we're just going to do this. First thing, which takes us back to, you know, whether you are a prairie gardener or a colonial gardener, people that were using the manures, want you guys to top dress everything with compost. Everything that you've got out there, you're going to compost with you know, compost everything in, and go at least a quarter to a half an inch. Half an inch is really kind of the like the the, the perfect 
rate to compost those areas, you know, um, that you really have growth, you know, throughout the year. And now what's happened, you've zapped a lot of the nutrient and a lot of the organic matter uh, has been broken down by the microbes because we're growing microbes. Remember, we're not growing plants. We're growing soil. We're fostering microbes. That's what we're doing in the garden. If you've been in a, uh, a situation where you've got raised beds or an area in the ground where you have really been producing food or really producing a lot of flour, a lot of intense growth, then you need to mineralize again out there. And what you want to do is you'll want to go ahead and take about what I call a 16th of an inch, which can be a dusting or a sprinkling of kelp of organic alfalfa and of a volcanic rock dust. Just put that down and then what you do is you cover that with about uh, an eighth of an inch to a quarter of an inch of compost. If it's an area that you haven't composted, go ahead and put your half inch of compost over that and then what you will do is you will water that in. Again, as you water your compost in, don't flood it. Kind of hit it like it's a nice, uh, give it, mimic rain. Remember, we're going to mimic nature and just go ahead and, and do that. And the other thing you could add to that other mix is oyster shell. You can take a ground up oyster shell, you know, for the cal get the calcium back into there. So again, those things, again, what you'd want to do is a kelp, an organic alfalfa that's certified organic, or you can take organic alfalfa pellets and use those as well, kind of in a mush. And then um, take the rock dust and take the oyster shell and put those out, then cover with the compost and water. What we don't want you to use in the garden, anybody out there know, if you've been listening to the healthy garden and what you know not to put out into your, into your garden is bone meal, blood meal, feather meal, or cottonseed meal. The cottonseed meal because of the pesticide residue and the bone meal, blood meal, and feather meal because of the herbicide residue that comes because they are um, a uh, Roundup Ready GMO crop and all of them are sprayed. Do not use those in your organic garden period, end of discussion, end of story. So we're going to compost or we're going to amend and then compost. That's what we're doing. We're going to come back between two weeks, depending on your temperature, and three to four weeks, and we're going to put a compost tea out. We're going to drench everything. So what we're doing when we drench everything in the fall garden, we're feeding certain things that need to, um, to be fed. And then we're also re-inoculating the microbes in the garden with another food source, which is, which is you, you, know, you may have warm soil temps and those guys are hungry, they're gonna eat, they're gonna poop, they're gonna mineralize, they're gonna release nutrient. So we're gonna come with a compost tea. If you are a person who mulches, you're gonna also at this point, you know, you're gonna redo your mulch. You can shred some straw, you know, you can do, um, you know, you can shred some leaves. If you've got a lot of leaves, you can use that as your mulch. And if you want a cover crop, you can use a vetch or a clover, uh, a fava bean, and get that out there, plant that out there, uh, cover that seed with compost and let that stuff kind of just go to town and do its thing and get, get it ready to, to chop and drop, you know, into the spring. Uh, if you're going to be planting or you're going to be changing, you know, out and, and on the straw, make sure the straw is organic. Um, don't buy a straw. You know, if you're growing an organic garden, you don't want to buy a straw that, you know, may have uh, come from something that's sprayed. So get an organic straw. Another really important thing is if you are planting, 
perfect time right now, and especially in the areas where it's still a little bit warm, to go ahead and get your beneficial nematodes into the soil mix. Great thing to do right now. So order up your nematodes, you know, get them in your bucket of water, uh, you know, and then water them into the, the new area that you're going to be planting um, or areas where you might have... Um, you know, if you've got stuff that's going right now that's going to have white fly or some aphids, you know, some outbreaks, which do happen now with, with the nice tender growth, get those guys in the soil and let them go after the larva. It's, it's the perfect thing to do right now. So last thing I save for all of you. So do that into your soil. That's it. You don't have to do anything else. You've prepared your soil for the winter. And what you've done is prepared it to have an outstanding start to the spring. If you're in a climate like I am in Southern California and you have continuous warm spells, what I do then is I go out in what's called just a quick top dress. And I go out and I just um, give everything a light sprinkling of compost and water it in. And sometimes uh, then follow that up with a compost tea if I have that you know, time and, and the temperature of the soil is warm enough that I can do it. The stuff to do that's kind of your to-do stuff, and this came from, you know, from all the way back when I was, you know, a couple centuries ago when I was a landscaper. Um, and, um, you know, I was around gardening with those colonials. You know, this isn't just coming to you now, okay? I'm just well-preserved. So um, what you want to do, there's, you know, there's still some weeding. There's some still some stuff out there that, you know, you might want to, you know, knock down depending on where you are. If it's gone to seed, don't knock it down. Get it out of there. If it's, you know, um, I, as I, as I always say, I'm a guy who likes to weed. We're just knock stuff down. Don't let it go to seed and throw a compost over it and call it a day. On the pruning side of things, the stuff that's leaners or things that, you know, are going to lean or get heavy, you know, in the winter, go ahead and prune those back a little bit. Go, you know, take the, you can do the 20% rule or the 30% rule. Just prune stuff down just kind of lightly and, you know, don't, don't overdo it. But, you know, don't do it so it's severe. But the nice thing is, is you're feeding the soil. And when you're giving the compost tea again, it's always nice after you've pruned to give a little bit of compost tea. It's a great thing to do. Perfect. Really helps with the shock that stuff goes into even while we're pruning. Last thing, deadhead some stuff. You know, get it out of there. Get into the compost pile. Great time to think about staking. Stake stuff up that's grown. Really good time to look at stuff. Also, if a stake is broken or if it's getting too tight, you know, you don't want to get into the cambium layer. You want to go ahead and open up, you know, open up and create a new path for that, you know, thing to hang on through the winter. And as the spring grows again, that new push, which is which is great. If you're planting, use this, the million dollar mix, one third compost, one third incredibly great potting soil and one third native soil. That's a great thing to plant, you know, plant right now, your perennials, your trees, perfect time to be planting. Uh, it's great. Last thing, if you've got a fall lawn, go ahead and use a, a, the, a really good fine compost over it, spread it out about a 16th of an inch over the lawn, water in really, really well. Then come back and do a compost tea three to four weeks later. You can go ahead and take a tea bag, throw it into five gallons, uh, actually go two gallons of water, make an, a, a, uh, an extract that is more of a concentrate, and then go ahead and put that into a hose end sprayer. You'll do 1,500 square feet of lawn. Follow this, and you guys are following the organic golden rule. We'll talk to you next week. Please ask any questions that you have on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. And 
also download and subscribe and follow the Healthy Garden Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. And join us next week for another exciting and interesting look at gardening, growing, farming, health, and how we all might make this place that we call home a better place. Until then, thank you and happy and healthy gardening.